Mic check. One, two. 106.7. <laughs> You're listening to David. Magic. Oh, yeah. David, David Boucher or something. Yeah. yeah. David Allen. <laughs> yeah. David <laughs> Allen Boucher. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> Midnight Magic. Is that what it's called? <laughs> are you starting for real no, no, no. okay i was just warming up my that's beautiful um okay hello and welcome to reasonably fit we're jason and lauren pack and this is the podcast for anyone who wants a more thoughtful and grounded approach to health and fitness as of right now this podcast is still ad free but if you'd like to support us the best way to do so is by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts or by checking out our rise program which is linked in the show notes today we have a solo episode for you and we're going to talk about the most common style of question that we get so not necessarily it's not a q a episode but we're going to talk about the type of question that we typically get which is is it better to do dot 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 fill in the blank ellipsis ellipsis or ellipses i think it's ellipses ellipses and we uh put out an instagram poll just asking for different we wanted to do a q a episode initially and we did an instagram poll and we got tons of responses and i feel like half of them started with is it better to do x or is it better to do y in terms of x y and z goal yeah and that was the general theme of all of it and when we really thought about it we were like you know this is actually a very recurring theme let's delve into why this is a common theme in the first place yeah like why is everybody comparing different like either modalities or different rep schemes or different days yeah exactly like why is everybody looking for what's better than the other or like or or like second guessing if what they're doing is right basically yeah and i think that's what we'll delve into a little bit later about why this sort of thought process can be harmful because you do end up second guessing your own approach and then you get through this sort of like analysis by paralysis sort of situation or (laughs) paralysis by analysis situation and yeah you kind of just like get overwhelmed by all the different options out there and all the information out there and so hopefully we can kind of clear things up for you a little bit and help you to determine what is little rock what is minutia and what is big rock and what are the things that you should actually be focusing on yeah definitely so i'm going to give some examples of some of the ones that we got because hopefully this will just help to frame the episode but then we're going to talk about like you were just saying like how to even just kind of break down why we have these questions in the first place and if they're important and then we'll go back to some of these questions and actually answer them in the way that we typically would right yeah so we get is it better to do, this one's probably the most common, is it better to do full body workouts or body part splits or push-pull legs? Is it better to do three longer workouts per week or five shorter workouts per week? Is it better to eat six small meals a day or three moderate meals a day or one big meal a day? Is it better to do supersets or straight sets or circuits? Is it better to do cardio before or after your lift? Yeah, and ultimately what we want to get across, just kind of setting the stage With all these answers, what we're always looking to do is dig a little bit deeper and actually try to find the hidden context or the deeper context behind the person asking the question. And so whenever we get asked these types of questions, we actually ask questions right back and figure out what their current circumstances are and what approach they are leaning towards. Because whatever approach that they're already leaning towards We want them to lean into that direction because most likely they'll be more successful if they're already on a path that they're leaning towards. Yeah. And so whether you're in this position where you're like, should I do a body part split or a full body scheme or should I do 
intermittent fasting or have six small meals per day. What we want to set the stage on is that all of these are actually basically just minutia and just more about organizational preference more than anything. So taking, let's say, body part splits and a full body workout or upper, lower or push pull legs. Basically, if you are doing the same exact exercises, the same exact sets and reps, the same exact weight, the same exact intensity across the board throughout your week of training, regardless of how you organize it, whether it's body part splits or upper lower or full body or push pull legs, your results will be nearly identical if all those variables are equal. Let's also take nutrition. If you are eating the same meal and it's comprised of, let's say, 4,000 calories, whether or not you have it in one meal with intermittent fasting or six small meals, the results are going to be the same because you are eating the same amount of calories, the same amount of macronutrients, same amount of micronutrients. It's just, again, a matter of splitting it up in terms of your organizational preference. So what we want to get across in this episode is that it's less about whether or not X is better than Z. It's really trying to figure out what works best for you in this current season of life. And hopefully this episode will clarify things for you. And so I want to just talk about why these questions even come up for people, because like you're saying, for the most part, these are just like very small details, right? In in the grand scheme of things. But people do feel like they're huge decisions or that they will have a huge impact if they choose one or the other. And I think it's because of so much dogma in the fitness industry. And so I kind of want to just break down what that looks like, how to recognize it. Like what is it that makes people feel like these are the big rocks when they really aren't? Yeah. And, you know, Laura and I were talking about this before the episode and something that we kind of realized was that with social media and with so many fitness content creators, fitness influencers and fitness experts out there, Basically, it's been really difficult to cut through the noise. And the only way people have been cutting through the noise is by having different and unique spins and angles to general scientific principles, mm. I would say. And so they take these unique principles and spins and market them to be the biggest thing, the reason why someone might not be as successful on their fitness journey. And they promote their methods and their products and their schemes and whatnot. And then because it's not only just one voice, it's thousands and thousands of voices, the end consumer gets confused. It's right. like, oh, well, this person that obviously knows what they're talking about is promoting this approach. And this person is also promoting a different approach. They seem conflicting. Like one is talking about one meal a day. One's talking about six small meals per day. One's talking about macros. One's talking about keto. One's talking about body part, bodybuilding splits. One's talking about powerlifting, total body splits. Like where do you even start? And everyone seems to be doing well. And they seem to have like clients and stuff that are having success stories, like where do you even go with everything? And so it's definitely not the consumer's fault, it's, but we do want to provide a framework to help you and understand why this is happening and how to navigate it for yourself. And now this is something that we also fall prey to as well. Like for example, for me, most recently, I've been uh, influenced by Liver King, at Liver King, who, <laughs> oh, has, <God. laughs> who has recently, like, I mean, obviously it's kind of like this whole like, shtick in a whole show and all that yeah. but i'm like yeah 
I do need to eat liver. I do need to eat more organ meats. And I do need to, like, I'm not going to go as far as to, like, go down a carnivore diet scheme. But, you know, these people are very convincing when they are selling this stuff and selling certain lifestyles and having their own unique spin and take on things. Um, it's funny because we put out this episode and literally yesterday he got outed for taking $12,000 a month of steroids. <laughs> That's why I said, oh God, when you brought him up. But it's true. And actually I saw another influencer um, posting about it and saying like, because so, so many people right now on Liver King's page, if you're not if you don't know anything about it, it's it's a rabbit hole that you can get into or not. It's up to you. Yeah. Um, but basically, yeah, once he was outed, like now everybody is being like, like he there's two camps basically on his page. One camp being like, we stand Liver King forever. We don't care. <laughs> Whatever. You've helped so many people. And there's other people being like, you're a liar. Everything you say is garbage, blah, blah, blah. And I saw one influencer who's like very reasonable, similar to us, who was like, um, so this is my take. I already knew it was a gimmick. I already knew he was on steroids. If you didn't know that, you're kind of like delusional. Like it was pretty clear. But yeah, sure. He has probably helped people try to be more aware of organ meats could be actually really healthy for you. And if you source them, yeah, if you source them organically and you have sunlight, like all these things can be helpful. It doesn't mean that you can't be healthy if you don't do those things and like, you know, there's, there's no, like, there's no reason to go live out in a cave and sun Not shower. Yeah, and, yeah. He, like doesn't brush his teeth or something. Yeah. Like he has all these crazy claims that, you know, whatever. <laughs> Lauren's trying so hard to be nice. I all this <laughs> yeah. I like to, I, I tend to mama bear people, even if I don't agree with them. You've, you've called me out for this so many times. There'll be people who are like, like, I clearly don't agree with a lot of what they say. But as soon as you say something negative about them, I'm like, well, but they're actually, like, kind of nice. And they actually, and, like, I start making excuses yeah. for them. I do this all the time, and it doesn't make any sense. So I'm not trying to make any excuses for Liver King, but... Lauren is the ultimate sticker-upper-for-you person. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I found my... I was like, I, as I was reading his post, I'm like, yeah. Like, I need more red meat. And actually, like, I was being influenced. I was buying more red meat. I was looking into different local farms to get some liver. Um, I mean, but that's all, like, I'm, I'm still showering. I'm still brushing my teeth. I'm not <laughs> living God. in a cave. I'm not doing all the other, uh, pr- quote, unquote, primal stuff he's been doing. But, you know, I did certainly get influenced. But, I mean, there are lots of people that are now eating raw liver and raw meats and only eating meats and not eating any vegetables because of this approach. And that's where it becomes very going too far and becoming detrimental on the health side of things for sure for sure but i don't know why we got into that but basically to say like if you've been duped by random influencers here and there like it's we all we're all succumbing to that yeah exactly and that there's like different levels of how influenced you might get yeah yeah (laughs) okay so got a little off track but we talked about earlier, like the little rocks and how these, a lot of these questions end up being the quote unquote little rocks, like the things that are a little less significant to your overall health and your overall lifestyle. Can we talk about for the listener, like what are the big rocks? What are the big things to be focusing on so that you don't get bogged down by a lot of the minutiae? So yeah, the big rocks in our mind are one, eating nutrient dense foods. And notice how we're not canceling out any food groups or macronutrients. <laughs> Number two is strength training multiple times per week. And number three is not overlooking other wellness qualities that often get overlooked, like sleep, hydration, stress management, mental health, you know, all that sort of stuff that kind of like is like tossed in 
at the end <laughs> as like a side note, which we're kind of doing right now. But <laughs> but it's one of our three primary pillars to drive your success in terms of health and fitness. Yeah. And we kind of go back to those on a regular basis. And as long as you are consistently doing this, good things will happen. Yeah. And what ends up happening when people fall prey to marketing and all that sort of stuff is they start to take different measures to almost hack their way into success faster. And inevitably, it becomes unsustainable because it is just, the measures are typically too extreme. And so when the measures are extreme, the sustainability factor drops significantly. You're not able to adhere to these big drivers of success and ultimately, you become less successful on being consistent on your fitness journey. Exactly. Yeah. I will say, as you said, that we definitely are proponents of strength training. Everybody who listens to this knows that. That's sort of like our bread and butter and like what we really enjoy, but also what we feel like elicits the best overall results for your health. But if you don't like strength training, like you can insert walking or just physical activity. You can put anything in that category, but basically get in movement, get your body physical moving. activity three times per week. Yeah. Multiple times per week. Yeah. I don't know why I said three. <laughs> I was like, that was so... That's kind of our go-to average, but yeah. <laughs> Multiple times per week. But anyway, anytime that you have a dilemma or a question that starts with, is it better to do X, Y, or Z? You can kind of ask yourself, is, is the answer to this going to be improving any of these qualities in a sustainable way? Or is it just a different way to organize things that you're already doing? Because I think that's where people get a little bit confused about what's important. So if the question is, is it better to do um, full body workouts versus body part splits? You can ask yourself, like, is it going to change the amount of times per week that you're working out? Is it going to change the amount of work that you put in at the gym? Or is it just going to change the organization of those things. Yeah. So now you can look at it as like, oh, this isn't a magic pill. Like one isn't automatically better than the other. All of them still serve the same principle of strength training multiple times per week, mm -hmm. right? It's just a matter of organizational preference. Yeah. And the same thing goes with intermittent fasting or three big meal, three bigger meals per day or six smaller meals per day. It's just a matter of trying to fit in your meals in whatever scheme works best for you. It's just an organizational thing. You're still hopefully eating nutrient-dense foods with either of those answers. Right, exactly. Yeah, and I think that's where the, there's so much confusion and it feels so much more like, and, and because people have made it feel like it's so much more of a big deal than yeah. it is. I mean, especially the six small meals versus the three meals versus intermittent fasting. I mean, I've we've been through so many iterations as fitness coaches like of the uh like the opinions on this especially even from you know high level nutrition experts and yeah. rds and all that like there have been so many different iterations of well it started with six small meals is better because it stokes your metabolism basically the whole approach behind eating six small meals per day like 15 years ago was that after they noticed that after each meal there was a spike in your metabolism and I think largely it just has to do with your body is digesting that food. And so they're like, oh, the more meals you eat, the more spikes in metabolism you get. But what they have found later on in research is that when you eat six smaller meals per day, you get six small spikes in metabolism. If you eat three larger meals per day, you get three proportionately larger spikes in metabolism. So it all comes out in the wash. You get the equal amount of metabolism spikes as long as you're eating the same amount of calories. And so it's really just 
your choice. Like it, I remember I was feeling stressed that I had to eat six small meals a day where I actually typically thrive on two to three bigger meals per day. And I was like, man, I have to like force myself to remember to eat. Like it was a chore, especially because yeah. we were training six to eight hours in a row at a time. I was like, okay, so I have to do like some nuts and some protein shakes and like fit this in. Whereas usually I would just knock out all those training sessions and then eat a much bigger meal after the fact. And I remember it was like stressing me out, but it felt like I had to do this six small meals per day thing because it was forcing me. And then because of that, I feel like I was like getting into a worse state. I was eating less nutrient dense foods to accommodate for having more meals. And I was like, this isn't this isn't right. Like I shouldn't just be like snacking on chocolate just to fulfill this six small meals per day thing. Now I feel tired in the middle of the day when I should be actually working. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's a, it's such a perfect example because I feel like there are so many times where we try to modify things to make, meet this like perfect standard and it ends up making things worse. And that's like, uh, that's such a perfect example. I, I love that because I, I agree. And I feel like, yeah, we were there. In those times, we were definitely having more like protein shakes and more like things that we didn't even really like. Like I don't <laughs> like a straight up protein and water in a in a mixer bottle. Like in an old mixer bottle. <laughs> if anyone claims that they actually like that, they're lying. Like it's, nobody likes that. But they're you know we were like constantly sipping on those to like fulfill that little meal. And you're so right. Like we didn't need it, and honestly, probably ended up eating. For me, I think it made me eat more than I needed to in a day because I felt like I had to. Yeah. But like, and then it, it spiraled into like feeling hungry and then panicking when I didn't have meals in every three hour window. It and kind like, of like overrode your natural hunger cues. Yeah, yeah, Because exactly. you're forcing yourself to eat on a regular schedule. Yeah. And now we're not also, again, we're not saying that six small meals is bad or right. six smaller <laughs> meals is bad. Like you might be someone who needs more frequent feedings and like the thought of intermittent fasting is terrifying for you. Yeah. And so I guess that's kind of what we're heading towards right now is the answer to all these questions. You can kind of navigate yours for yourself because it all ends up, you, you just have to serve the original overarching principles rather than these sort of minutia organizational principles. Yeah. And if the minutia is actually taking away from the overall principles. So for us in that, in that scenario, for you in that scenario, like you were ending up eating less nutrient-dense food. So it was actually taking away from the big rock in order to fulfill the little rock yeah. that you were trying to meet. Yeah, you can think about this from a training side of things as well, like going back to the whole full body versus body part splits versus upper-lower. We often recommend full body splits because it provides a lot of good bang for your buck and efficiency, especially for people who can only work out, let's say, two to three times per week. It's just it's just the most logical way to approach training if you have that limited amount of time. But let's say you take that same person and they are um, under the influence of certain experts in the social media realm and they hear that body part splits are the best and they force themselves for two or three weeks to overextend themselves and try to squeeze in five or six days per week of body part splits because they hear it's the best way to train. But ultimately they burn out or they plateau or whatever happens, it becomes just too unsustainable for them. And then they fall out of a consistent training regimen because let's say the following week they're traveling, they can't get in five workouts, so they get really stressed. And then they kind of spiral out of control for a little bit before getting back onto the plan. It's like mm -hmm. that's taking away from your consistency in the long run in order to hack your way 
to accommodate something that seems better but isn't better for you. Yeah, exactly. That's the biggest thing here is looking at each one of these questions when they come up for you and trying to scale it back to what is the most important thing to me right now and what do I have time for right now? Because those two things alone, like basically what is your goal and what do you have time for are going to pretty much answer the question for you. Mm. If you don't, if you don't ask yourself those questions, if you don't say what are my goals and what do I have time for, then you're going to force something that either isn't in alignment with your goals or that you don't have time for. And that's when things start to fall apart. Yeah. Okay, so at the beginning, we kind of gave some examples of some of the questions that come up a lot. Now let's actually answer, like go over how we would actually answer them and which follow-up questions we would ask and things like that. So let's start with, is it better to do straight sets or supersets or circuits? Because we get that one all the time. Yeah, for this one, um, the answer, again, just depends on what you are looking for and what you have time availability for. Um, so oftentimes, the supersets for straight sets questions happens for people that work out at a busy gym, yeah. right? They're like, oh, I can't take up two pieces of equipment, so can I do straight sets or should I try to force myself to do these supersets but then risk having that piece of equipment be taken away mid-superset? And for us, the, the answer is always you can either do, for our RISE program, you can either do, either do the three supersets or you can treat them all as individual exercises and do straight sets. Regardless of how you split those up, your results are going to be identical. Yeah. Which sounds like pretty wild <laughs> on the, hearing it on the other side of things, but it's just a matter of organizational preference for us. We think that for the vast majority of people who can kind of squeeze those two back and forth, you might be able to be more efficient. But I also found myself when working out at a commercial gym, I could be even faster if I just did my straight sets across across the six exercises. Yeah, it really is just a matter of what works for you in your particular scenario because whether you're doing whether you're pairing up a back squat and a pull up or you're doing and you're going one set of back squats, one set of, a set of pull-ups, one set of back squats, one set of pull-ups, which we pair specifically because they're non-competing and you don't need a lot of rest in between them. Like there's reasons that we pair things up in a superset, but it's not because it's a magical pairing. Yes. It's yeah. actually because it's an okay pairing. <laughs> <laughs> it just really, makes sense. Honestly, yeah. like it makes sense and it allows you to get more work done in less time mm -hmm. for the most part. So if you were doing straight sets, you would probably, you can't just do squats and then take squats a sip again. of water and then do squats again and take a sip of water. Like you need to take a minute or two in between sets of heavy squats. Mm -hmm. So the the pull-ups as a superset are almost giving you that rest. They're yeah. allowing your legs to recover, and but you're doing something active and then going back and forth between the two. Straight sets of squats and then straight sets of pull-ups would just take longer. Yeah. So if you know that you need to get through this quick and you need to be efficient, trying to get the supersets in will do that for you. Yeah. So like there are some micro advantages to each approach, but largely if you're looking at this in the grand scheme of things, whatever helps you to be more consistent is the better call in the long run because yeah. the the it's just minutia in terms of the advantages of either. Totally. And then, yeah, like a... If you work out at home and so that you don't have to worry about equipment availability or somebody stealing your stuff, anything like that, it can come down to a matter of time. So for a lot of people who work out at home, they might be doing that because they're doing it, they work from home and they're doing it at their lunch break or they're doing it during their kids' naps or whatever it is. They're trying to get it done quickly. 
in that case, you might want to put everything in a circuit and you do four exercises and you do back squats and pull-ups and lunges and push-ups and you do that in a circuit for four rounds and you're done. Mm -hmm. So it really is a matter of time management so much more than it is a matter of what is the best thing for you to do. Yeah. So let's move on to, is it better to eat well, I guess we kind of covered this. Is it better to eat six small meals a day or three moderate meals a day or intermittent fasting? Again, we covered this, but again, it works out in terms of what works best for you, your schedule, and your overall lifestyle. Like for me, like I could see myself do a being able to do six small meals per day because now we're not training six to eight hours on our feet constantly in front of someone. Now we're back at a desk for the large majority of the day. And I can see myself eating just six smaller meals throughout the day and like having it be not an issue at all and not in interfering with my day. But back in the day when I was on my feet for eight hours, that that was just it was very inconvenient to even think about it. Yeah, I think about like if you're um, a nurse or like if you have a job where you literally are on your feet and working with people for a cer certain amount of hours, like to try to force yourself to take a break where you don't have the ability to take a break just yeah. because you think that you're supposed to eat at this time right. is so stressful. And yeah. like just trying to do the thing that stresses you out the least yeah. <laughs> and, and as opposed to doing the thing that somebody told you was going to give you this like micro boost in metabolism <laughs> or is going to help you manage your calories, like all of these things, if, you, if it's stressing you out, it's going to be washed in the wash. <laughs> it's going to come out in the wash. Yeah. What is it? What is that yeah, phrase? Yeah. Actually, going back to eating at a specific time, I mean, there are so many, there's, I feel like every few months, it's always like, you can't eat after 4 p.m. Yeah. or 6 p.m. or 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. And it's like, how many times is it going to be debunked that it's just about your total caloric intake and nutrient intake? It's not about when you stop eating or start eating, it's like some people are like, don't eat breakfast. Some people are like, you have to eat breakfast. It's the most, <laughs> what is it? The, like the most, the most important, important meal of the day. day. <laughs> and I would again, say it's the most delicious meal of the day. It's my favorite meal. <laughs> is, is your favorite meal? Breakfast foods. Breakfast foods in general. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I usually eat them around lunch. <laughs> you're, the, you're the weirdo at, at like high school that loved breakfast for lunch. Yes, and <laughs> breakfast for dinner. I would hate it. <laughs> like I don't want pancakes. <laughs> um, but yeah, and this actually goes for nutrient timing too. This comes up all the time with like, do you have to have protein right after you work out? Like nutrient timing was a huge thing for a oh, long yeah. time. And that's pretty much become like insignificant. Like all of it ends up becoming insignificant in the grand scheme of things. And like we talk about all the time, if you're a bodybuilder, if you're somebody who needs to, for whatever reason, get down to 4% body fat, you're going to have to take some of these measures that are like, you know, so minutia, like yeah. that are so small rock because that's almost an unattainable thing to be trying to get. Yeah. It's like the professional athletes, they're doing anything to get that slight little edge. So yeah. they're going to sleep in a cryo chamber and they're going to do all the sorts of like different little hacks and tactics and all that but that's their full-time job and they're trying to get the to the top 0.0001 percent and i think for the vast majority of people like you can just do these things very consistently and get at a very high level maybe not the most elite of all time but i think people would be very happy with being at a very high level now this is another one that we got um and it it was is it better to do three longer workouts per week or five shorter workouts per week. And again, you're kind of noticing a theme here. And so what we told this person is, let's say you have three hours per week to work out, 
regardless of its if it's three hour long workouts per week or six half hour workouts per week, the results are going to be the same if you're doing the same exercises, the same weights and the sets and reps. So whatever fits your schedule more. So if you're trying to squeeze in 30 to 45 minute workouts during your kid's nap time, like that's going to work out better for you than trying to squeeze in longer workouts when you know that they're probably not going to sleep that long. It's going to cut your workout short and then you're going to be frustrated (laughs) and then they get sick one day and then you miss that workout and like this whole spiral happens. So for you, it'll be better to do the multiple shorter workouts per week. But then if you actually have a longer break, let's say on your work break, like you can actually go to a work gym and work out like an hour long workout there is feasible, then that might work out better for you. So it just depends, again, on the organizational preference that works for you. Yeah. So ultimately, all of these things come down to what is going to help you be the most consistent, what is going to be the most sustainable, what's going to be the things that are the easiest for you to maintain. Because we always think about health and fitness as having to be hard and like you have to go hard and you have to work hard and you have to restrict your calories and expend a ton of calories and like it's always so aggressive but the reality is that that's not sustainable and then we burn out and we go into these last week we were talking about those like you know peaks and valleys type of scenario where instead we want to try to make things easier on ourselves the Mm -hmm. easier we make things on ourselves the more naturally it's going to just fit into our lifestyle and the more likely we are to maintain it and that is going to be just a happier life a healthier life a stress-free life and you're still going to be prioritizing your your health and your fitness and your nutrition all those things are still going to be a priority to you but you're doing it in a way that is really manageable yeah and i think you hear You hear this in science and in medicine and sometimes in strength training as well about the minimum effective dose. Mm. And it's like, what is the least you can do that is going to be able to provide you the most amount of results? And that's because you're more easily able to adhere to that plan and be sustainable on that plan. And there's no reason to like just keep going further and further into thinking about more and more and more because there just becomes this sort of like law of diminishing returns. So you're getting less returns for putting so much more energy and stress into this thing. And eventually what most people find when they're not a competing or professional or whatever, they find that going so far into it and going, putting so much mental stress and energy into it will actually make them less sustainable overall in the long run. And I think that's what we're trying to get at here is just to yeah make fitness easy for yourself by thinking about it in terms of what is the minimum I can do to make this sustainable for me. All right. So if you find yourself having these questions, is it better to dot, 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 ellipses <laughs> or ellipsis or whatever it's called, just kind of remind yourself to zoom out. That's our favorite term these days, but zoom out, ask yourself, is this one of the, is this going to make a difference in these big rocks? Is it going to affect my ability to eat nutrient dense foods or strength train or move multiple times per week and not overlook sleep, hydration, stress management? Is it going to affect those things or is it just going to change the organization of it? And if the answer is it's just going to change the organization or it's going to have a minor, minor, like insignificant effect, then just throw that question away <laughs> and just lean into what works for you. I think that's something that we talked about. You might have touched on it earlier a little bit, Jason, but like lean into what you're already doing that feels good for you. Don't try to escape something that's already working for something that somebody told you might be better. Yeah, I think one of those powerful phrases that you can adopt is just say, 
it works for me. <laughs> yeah. Like no need to justify things like whether it's a parenting technique or a fitness technique or a nutrition technique or whatever it is, just saying it works for you just takes away any sort of judgment. It's like, well, what can you say from that? It's yeah. like, well, yeah, it seems like it's worse for you. Like, I'm not going to try to convince you to do anything else if this <laughs> is already working for you. Um, and I think that could be something that a lot of people can adopt and it would be a happier world. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> all right, awesome. So I think that's what we have for you all today. We apologize for the missed episode last week. Honestly, um, just life. <laughs> life. We're trying to make this reasonable. Life, man. It's been it's been a lot. But and with the holidays coming up, you know, we're gonna do our best to keep getting episodes out to you. We probably will have a little bit of a pause on some guest episodes just so that we can catch up with things and get ahead as opposed to playing catch up with things because that's kind of where we've been at <laughs> to the point where it kept us back from even held us back from even recording an episode last week because we were feeling so behind. So we decided to take a break come back fresh for you this week and yeah we'll continue with some of these solo episodes for a little bit and we'll have guests here and there as we are able to catch up with things and I know that you probably all can relate because everyone right now it's December it's the holidays it's the end of the year it's the most wonderful <laughs> <laughs> oh I was hoping you were really gonna go with that I wanted to hear your your rendition <laughs> I'll give you a solo rendition later. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> I look forward to my concert. <laughs> uh, but until then, I mean, until next time. <laughs> you say that, not me. Until next time. Actually, ratings and reviews are good. Oh, no, we're, we're good. We don't want any ratings okay. and reviews. All right, cool. All right, so we're all set. We're all set. Okay. <laughs> no, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts, obviously, that would be very appreciated. Until next time. Sweat out. Happiness in. E-I-O-U-I Sometimes Z <laughs> You are so weird <laughs> what, what goes through your head sometimes? Actually, I never have to wonder what goes through your head Because you're just You're just always saying it Even if it's so weird <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right